what did, what, what did I ask you to write down the last the night, picture? The night before, you said we're going to Luke 4. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, he didn't say anything. No, he said he changed his mind. Yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah, change it again. Yes, well, yeah. Let's go to... Um, Let's go to Matthew 4. This time I made some notes, but they're all over the place. It may take me a good minute to understand my notes. We're going to study the temple for this morning. Or not, not the whole temple, but we're going to study about the temple. So go, did I say go middle of Matthew? Matthew 4. Yeah. This is the temptation of Christ. Verse 1. Then as Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil... Now, in other words, he, he, he had to do this to fulfill this test. I mean, he, he, he went to be tempted. You know, that's a, a big devil who just said something. Just, Christ could have destroyed him with his finger, but it's important to understand that as the... Well, let me just read it for a while. And when he had fasted 40 days... And forty nights he was afterward hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word in the promise that proceedeth out of the house of God. The devil then took him up into a Holy, unto the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple now, we're studying the word temple here that word for temple is hieron it's the entire temple complex at the time of Christ okay well anyway that's that's all I needed to go, go there let's go to um, Matthew 'm dumber in a box of rocks well let's look at it one more place or two more places go to 12 uh, Matthew 12 something Matthew 12. Verse 
you know, I, I just realized why and normally in the past I've been organized in terms of writing and stuff. But since I've been a believer, I've been unorganized because I had a secretary that was really good. And so this time that Lisa was here, she wasn't my secretary, but she really, I mean, she helped me greatly. Now I'm back into the wilderness, so you have to put up with me for a while. Uh, yeah, Matthew 12, just one verse. I say unto you that in this place, one greater than the, it is one greater than the temple. And so, again, it's the word hieron. It's a temple complex. Matthew 12, what verse? verse um, six. 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 And one more, Matthew 12, verse 21. I can't understand my own writing. This is the problem. Where, where were we just go? Matthew 12. Now we go to... Did we went to which six? Now let's go to Matthew 21. Verse 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. It is written, man shall not live by... It is written... My house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Now, there's a bunch more, but that's a particular word for temple. It means a temple complex. Now, let's look at some ones that aren't about that. Go to Matthew Matthew. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 6 19. Things are lawful unto me. This is Paul. Where you are? Huh? Where are you? No, we're, we're, we're now we're in Matthew six. I'm sorry. Well, Matthew six. First Corinthians six. Six twelve. First Corinthians six. Okay. Uh, talking about the temple. Verse 15. Know you not that God, excuse me, know you not 
that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of the harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not that he which is joined to the harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication, and every sin that as a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have which you have of God, and you are not your own. Now, this all has to do with this issue of faith. And he went into the temple, which was a house of prayer, and tossed it around and threw, changed out the money, destroyed the money, finally destroyed the temple because it has lost its purpose. We must see that we now are the temple. And, and, and that temple had some considerations. So that was one. Now go to... Uh, you didn't say which word for temple this was. Oh, this is, this is uh, naos, which is the holy... Which means it's, 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 uh, every time the word is used in temple and revelation, every time... Or, or from now on, when we study a word, it's it's about this. <coughs> oh, I, I, I think I start a good one. What, what's the distinction between the Hieron and Naus? One is a, a temple of, as a type, and the other is the temple as a reality. The temple of, of, of the the physical temple was a revelation of Christ. It was a picture, and then now it's the spirit. Now, now you are the temple. However, you always said that now is the holy place. Right, now is, 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 is the temple was a temple complex. Here, the temple for now, which is talking about us, is only the holy place and the holy of holies. So within you, you have the, you have all that was in that holy place. You have the seven golden candlesticks, or the, the, the candles, the candelabra. You have the showbread, and you have altar what? What else? Altar of incense. You have the altar of incense, but then you have the holy of holies. So that's when God says, "You are the temple." He has saying, he's seeing, you know, no, there's no more temple of physicality. Now it's you are the temple. You understand that? Yeah, the, the temple was a picture of Christ. And now it's Christ in you, which is the picture of the temple, which replaces you. Right, but it's, it's, it's always had the same purpose. Temple, the external, ter- the the external, massive, billion-dollar place is was the type, was this the re- revelation of 
us because it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So, one more question, please. Now also means something else. Doesn't it have another meaning? You know the other definitions of now? I, I do, but I've forgotten. All right. Now, Tom is on it. He's looking it up. All right. Now let's go to Second um, Corinthians six sixteen. No, Second Corinthians six sixteen. I'm sorry, I can't read my writing. We just studied that. No, no, so we, haven't, we haven't read that yet. Okay. Verse, start in verse 15. Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? You're in the wrong place. I know. You do know? Yeah, verse 15. Yeah, yeah but you... Okay. What? And what... Second Corinthians six sixteen said, "What concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part has he that believes with an infidel?" And then it goes on into this temple. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and will be their people. You know what? I just hadn't read far enough. I mean, I was read. You you started earlier, but that's all right. Isn't that right? If you were still in First Corinthians six. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. All right. One more. Second, Second Thessalonians, chapter two. Verse one. Now we beseech you, brethren by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter is from us that the day of Christ is at hand let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a, a falling away an apostasy first and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now you show yourself your God because you still live in cause and effect. If you're living in cause and effect, then you as the temple of God are in the same place the money changes were in the physical temple. And that's the point of what I'm trying to make this month. And it's a big it's probably the biggest point there is. I just saw something about uh, <coughs> cause and effect. To show yourself as God, you think you're in control. 
and that your actions will cause effects that you would like to make happen. So it's like that's what people want. They, that's the last thing you want to give up is control. Right, because the cause and effect is the, is the predicate of the fall. And so that predicate of the fall is now expanded. But now the fall should have no more purpose with you because you are dead and you're a new creature. So you have, if, if, you know, but you're not a new because it says it's new. You're new when you're new. You're new when you stop because you can't use your mind without being a cause and effect. That's the, everything in your mind does. Now, that, that's the general thing that I wanted to look at this one. Does everybody have any disagreement with that? Can you say it again? We're the money changers in the temple. We are the ones that are defiling the temple by our... We're the money changers, as Pete said. So what, what Christ has to do at some point, and it, that's the purpose of the preaching of the cross, is throw out the money changers. Yeah. Throw out the cause and effect, and live by faith alone. Yeah. Does everybody see that? Yeah. Now let's now let's go uh, a couple in the Old Testament just to put a number three in the Old Testament. Its first is Isaiah forty-eight. This is that great chapter about this people being released from captivity and Thus saith the Lord God, My people went down aforetime into Egypt to be to sojourn there, and the Syrians oppressed them without cause. Now therefore what have I here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for nothing. They that rule over them make them to howl, saith the Lord, and my name continually everywhere, every day is blasphemy. Therefore, my people shall know 
my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that do that doth speak. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good t- tidings of God, that publishes salvation, and him that, and that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice, with the voice of together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth, break forth into joy. Sing together. Ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people. He, sh- he hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations and shall and the ends of the earth shall see salvation of our God. Uh, because of all that, depart ye, depart ye, go you out from thence to t- and touch no unclean thing. Go you out of the midst of her, be, of, of the whore. Be ye clean that bear the vessel of the Lord. For you shall not go out with haste, but nor by night. For the Lord will go before you. And the God of Israel shall be your salvation. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and very high. As many as were astonished at his visage was so marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him for that which hath not been told them shall they see. Now, what he's saying is, is the same, he's saying the same thing in Isaiah, God is, that he says about coming out of, 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 the, of, of, of the system that we are in. Come out from that. Come out. Come out, my people. And, and, it's, and it's in my way of saying it, it was come out of cause and effect. Then there's a type of come out of the nations. And here now it's a, 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 the completion of the type come out of the world. Touch no unclean thing. If a man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. There's no in between. Now how in, you you may inter- how you interpret it is is, is I hope you interpret it as a reality instead of a type. So, that's why the the early Christians came out. And they came out. And when they came out, they were punished. If we come out, then we will be an enemy of the entire universe. Do you understand? When you leave cause and effect... You, in effect, are becoming a threat to everyone that lives by cause and effect. Does that make any sense? In other words, we're saying you can't live by the same way you used to. You're not. We're no, no longer under that. We 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 must come out of this false temple of the world and understand that we are 
abiding in the temple of the living God in eternity. That's where our home is. That's where we are. And we have to live in that place. It's not some place we're going to go to someday. Amen? Talking about living, living by faith, not by what we see, we feel. Did I say go to Second Corinthians two? Um, I forgot. Yeah, we went to. We, we did there. Yeah. Well, no, we went to Second Corinthians six. No, okay. Go Second uh, Second Thessalonians. I mean. We did. We went to Second Second right. Thessalonians two. Well, let's see one more. Go to Jeremiah 51. Okay, before we read that, there are all types of types, and there's a. And here they were in captivity in Babylon, and then they were freed, but they a lot of them stayed in Babylon because they got rich in Babylon. So here it says, let's let's read 51. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a a destroying wind. I've taught for years that everything in the world is Babylon. There's no place in time and space where Babylon isn't the, the, isn't the ruler. Does that, you understand that? This is the type of prophecy of what is now. So watch. And wait a minute. I'll raise up against I will raise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind and will send unto Babylon fanners that shall send un, I mean fanners and shall fan her in other words the the fires and shall empty her land for in the day of trouble they shall be against her round about Against him that bendeth, let the archer bend his bow. And again, somebody else read. I'm sorry. Go down through verse uh, six. Against him that bendeth, let the archer bend his bow. And against him that lifted himself up in his brigandine, and spare not, spare ye not her young men. Destroy ye utterly all her hosts. Thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans, and they that are thrust through in her streets. 
For Israel has not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God of the land of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee out of the midst of Babylon, and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her recompense. Babylon has been a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunken. Nations have drunken of her wine. Therefore the nations are mad. Babylon has suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her. Take balm for her pain. If so be, she may be healed. Yeah, read the next verse. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let us go everyone into his own country, for her judgment reaches unto heaven and is lifted up even unto the skies. All right. Anyone that's still living in cause and effect is still living in Babylon. This is the, the whole idea. And the idea that we would try to mix Babylon with with the mystery of Christ is is we were we we have been, we were all taken captive and sent to Babylon. The whole human race. Now let's let's go to uh, Revelation seventeen and then we'll. I, I'm not even studying what I wanted to. Yeah, you're no better organized than we were. Probably shut up. <laughs> <coughs> See, God's punishing me right, right now. <coughs> Both of you. <coughs> oh, God. There we go. We got the chorus here. Chorus, yeah. Yeah, yeah chorus of hell. Chorus of hell. All right, are we at Revelation 7? I mean, yeah, 17? All right. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me saying unto me come hither and I will show unto thee the judgment of that great whore that sitteth upon many waters that's what that's what how God sees us we're still in Babylon we're sitting on the many waters of the whore with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been drunk with the wine of her fornication did you ever something really great happened to you and you just you know you got a million dollar something I mean, I mean you understand we are worshipping the same thing that Babylon is worshipping therefore it proves we're in Babylon we give breath to the same things and that's why he's calling us out what's going <coughs> so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness sorry just wanted the lottery see we carried he carried us away into the wilderness except for Tom there's been a lot of a lot of suffering this morning this morning <coughs> Or maybe long suffering. Yeah, long suffering. So he carried verse three. So we, let's go to three again before with, before the coughing continues. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet covered beast, 
full of the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, (coughs) having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. (coughs) And upon her forehead was the name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Now this is the great whore that's sitting this in our mind. This it's sitting on our minds. And go to verse uh, verse fifteen. Then he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest where the whore sit sitteth are the peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And anyway, it goes on with more, but there's probably more written about Babylon in the Bible, except that's written by Christ, because it is the seduction that brings us into captivity. It is the religion of Babylon. This is what the the religion of Babylon is cause and effect, and it's as much more so than a religion that we have. It has more power because we are constantly being seduced to return to cause and effect. Now, that's what happened to me at conversion. The first thing I did is I decided that my ideas were of God because it said it was. No, but it wasn't said. I just want to encourage you to get a better understanding of what Babylon is. It's a, the tie-in between that and the money changers is a lot clearer. That's why we did it, but I'm sorry I confused it. But yeah. he, we are the temple of God. He wants no money changers in us. We 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 have to live on it by a totally different standard, and that's called faith. That's the standard. You don't have faith because you say, I believe in God. That's not faith. That's a Faith is something totally different. Faith is, in God's eyes, faith is leaving Babylon. It's leaving cause and effect forever. Amen? I just think it's the, the purpose of the money changers money changers doesn't have quite the impact well the purpose of the money changers they was they the people instead of bringing their own animal for sacrifice or own whatever it was that was to be sacrificed and given the money changers had created because it, it was also the, but because there were so many different languages that, that were that, that the, the Jews were in, in the world too and so they, 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 they had translators so they get everything right they, and they had the money changers to exchange the money for, for Israel for the money of Babylon and then but, but, but the, Christ showed us that that's not the issue but the money changers were an abomination but it made it easier on Israel 
because those that lived far away didn't have to take their animals that they had raised, so they bought a sheep for sacrifice. The point of buying the sheep for sacrifice, it wasn't, I mean, the, the, having your, the sheep sacrifice wasn't because God likes sheep. He wanted you to see your death in that sheep. But that, they get it all screwed up just like we do. They had presidential advisors. And... <laughs> so at the end of this cleaning of the temple, is this where Christ said, my house should be called a house of prayer? Yeah, that's what he yeah. said. Yeah. So that everything is, that you know, your whole life is a prayer, not of thinking of things to do. You understand, Babylon isn't easy to get out of. <clears throat> There's so many seductions. Yeah, when you read a verse earlier, you know, the part about where the uh, disciples were picking grain, just a little further down there, it's, you know, when they were Pharisees, you know, objected with Jesus picking on the Pharisees by saying, understood the difference between mercy and sacrifice, you wouldn't condemn the guiltless. Well, that's the whole point, you know, is that the money changers are all about sacrifice, it's not a thing about mercy, you know, because in this case, it's that you didn't really see you needed, you got the money to buy a sheep, yeah. you know, transaction done. Well, this was the most direct way of showing that there's yeah. a thousand ways of showing I know, But I mean, I just, you, you went past it earlier, and I, yeah. and I just remembered it. It's, it's a good, another good example. It's very, very difficult to deny unto impossible to come out of Egypt. Well, it was almost, with the money changers, it was almost, and I could be totally wrong, so here we go. It sounds like uh, it was, you were possibly buying your salvation or your redemption. Well, that, that, that's what, the, this is what the, the so-called evangelists, the, that's what they're doing. Give me the money and you won't have to die. Give me the money and I'll make you rich. And give me the money and I'll make you healed. And give me the money and you'll really be a nice Christian. But my, but you, but you, you, it's important to see that we are all guilty of these things. And the only way out is repentance. And because Christ isn't mixed with that. Christ is he, he always takes the lower seat. He will never violate your will. So it's only when you've seen it and, and repent that then has the revelation comes forth. Any response? Any other response? Taken is the bride. The bride has been redefined. 
That's why the bride had made herself ready. You make yourself ready by leaving cause and effect. Amen? Amen. All right. Consider these things. Take a big breath. <coughs>